cliffcentral.com do 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 all right we are live it is a busy friday morning uh there's ben i thought you'd disappeared for a second look your chair is empty we didn't know where ben, ben was no look now look there, there's where ben was and here's where he is now now you see him, now you don't. <laughs> All right, very good. So we are, uh, man, it's Friday already. It feels like just uh, five seconds since the week started. It's been bloody busy. But Ben tells me, uh, among other things, that we've got so many comments on uh, Ellis Park and rugby in Johannesburg and what, how you take your life in your hands. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I just want to throw this in here. Ben has spent the last 12 minutes just making up names, place names, people's names. It's all made up. Well, Carl, you know, let's not uh, go into my secret sauce here. Um, there are people who know intimately what happens in Ellis Park. So here we go. Uh, there's a campus, says Snipes, right next to Ellis Park. The poor kids never graduate because of the tra- a trauma. Wow. <laughs> Dornfontein has some sneaky, freaky dungeons, says Sanele. And then Sanele goes on to say, I've got an artist friend who has an art studio in Ellis Park. Uh, even the building is called Ellis House. I think he owes his success to fear. See? It's not, fear. we're not making this up. Yeah. Um, and Guys. then And then somebody says, this is amazing. You're safe during the day with no cell phone or expensive clothes on. So you're okay if you don't have a phone or expensive clothes. So in other words, if you are lost and wondering mm. without your phone, and, and, you're, and you're in shitty clothes that you've been wearing because you yeah. passed out five days but ago. But that's the trick with CBD in general. You need to walk as if you know where you're going. Exactly. Like, even if you don't know, just walk with a purpose. And so I this morning we're you, talking survival skills. That's the whole you point. You will of make it. Okay, this is good. This is useful information. Uh, if you dare ask for directions or look at someone funny, you're dead. Yes. That's how I used to act to the Baron on the main. Because if you ever looked around at those women, those old cougars, they would grab you. But if you always knew what you were doing, they sort of like gave you a bit of a white birth. It is survival. Wherever you go, you feel threatened, oh, act, act confident. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Uh, All right. Uh, well, uh, Am I coming across okay on this microphone? Cause yeah, you're fine. I sound well, on these headphones. Don't need the headphones. Just I take like the headphones. Off. You like the headphones. All right. Well, do you need more volume there? Oh, Can you hear properly? It's not too Here we go again. Always, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Ben spent the week. Oh, I don't know how you managed this. You spent more than the week uh, listening to radio, which is something I haven't done for ages. Ooh, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah, remember, why? remember last week we were talking about how podcasts are maybe feeling a bit too contrived nowadays. And yeah. I kind of, I'm struggling to actually get into podcasts. Mm-hmm. And I try to keep music for holiday purposes because I have like playlists. Mm-hmm. So I found myself listening to Jacaranda. Ooh. Put it on. Jacaranda FM. The team of Martin and the rest are pretty nice people. You know, they're excitable, they do these things. And they've got this thing um, every week where they give away 50 grand if you can identify the sound. Oh. So the sound plays. I'm like, I know what that is, obviously. It's from a song. Okay. And then the whole thing is you've got an SMS secret in your name and then they'll maybe choose you because it's a random thing. But I know that radio shows are not random. No. Of course they're not. No. So then, this is like 10 days ago, right? And it's Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Any moron who's ever listened to any music in the 90s will know this. There's a particular section. wouldn't just know it. Section. It would be tattooed on the inside of your head because they played it every fucking day for five years in a row. Great song. I knew it. I SMSed my name and the right answer. I sat back. I waited for how this thing works, right? So now mm-hmm. I'm listening to this entire show. 
And now it's going, okay, after eight o'clock, we'll find out if we can give away 50,000 rand. So now I'm listening to the show. They, someone else, Ek Dunkitsa Kenny G. Because, I mean, you play a saxophone to an Afrikaans person, Kenny G will smack them in the face. So I thought, okay, well, you know, tomorrow I'll do it again. Sure, let's have a bash. So now I found myself listening to the show all the time, and my answer was not getting picked. All these stupid other cuck answers were getting picked. But now I'm so invested in this because I can't miss the thing. And you started to believe you were going to win. Well, obviously. I mean, 50 grand's not bad. I, it's a good payday. I, I would like 50 grand this month. But now I'm so invested. I would, I would like 50 grand. I'm so yeah. invested in this listening to the show <laughs> right now because I need to know if there's going to be clues to validate the fact that I am right and I'm not missing the point, of which the clues started coming through. And I was like, oh, God, this is so obvious. Mm. And then they just kept – and then I had to listen. And all these people, for how many days did they get it wrong? It was probably 10 in total after oh. submitting my first correct answer. And every morning I would then have oh. to message the show. But now this is what I'm so, I'm involved now. Because then yeah. I've got to listen to the wrong answer to understand that I've still got a chance the next day. And so it happens. I was locked in to a yeah. jacaranda vortex. You couldn't escape. I was stuck. Yeah. I was absolutely stuck. Imprisoned. And then I thought, I know how this is working. It's a love song, right? So they're going to pick all these wrong answers. Mm. And then for a crescendo, they're going to pick the winner on Valentine's right. Day. So it's so, so contrived. I thought, I thought, you know what? Fair enough. I'm in. In for a penny, in for a pound. I'll keep sending my, my correct answer and I'll, well, I'll win on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day happens. But, but the, this also took some horrible producer on their side ignoring, oh, there's that Ben again. Ignore, yeah. ignore, ignore. But there's, I mean, day I, after day, it must I didn't think exhausting. it was that hard. I'm sure there were other answers. But anyway, so Valentine's Day comes. I think, okay, this is it. And then they bring up some oak on the line. He's like, I think it's um, George Michael, Careless Whisper. Oh. Like, no, it's not. It's <laughs> so now I'm getting angry. The fact that people are now just getting this so wrong is so easy. And Why then are you so invested? And then I thought, screw it, absolutely screw it. And then I've then I kept listening, and then some other woman just got called in because they they were desperate to give it away, and the woman got it. Ugh. But they ignored you. They ignored me, and I'm actually like, totally. I mean, it's a slight faint, but I had listened to all of their ads. I had listened to all of the show. Was it horrible? I don't know what's happening on radio. Anymore, radio, so. well, radio is formatted, right? There? It's yeah. just it's it's great sure. if you're into that kind of thing, but. It was hard. And I mm. came out of it uh, scarred, slightly scarred. And um, yeah, that, that's, that's my sad story. That's my cautionary tale of thinking that I could be a radio listener. Play yeah. a bit here, get mm. into it. And you didn't really feel like it was worth sticking around after the 10 days? I stopped listening to radio at that moment. All right, so it's back to podcasts. Sure. But hey, the woman who won 50 grand, maybe she's drowning in skilt, like one of the ads that they play every fucking day, that if you're drowning in skilt, you phone she these oaks. She survived 10 days. So, <laughs> maybe it helped her. Maybe it helped her. Sure. Okay, that's Shout great. out to you, Ben. That's good. Your pain tolerance is uh, on an all-time high. No, Congo, Chris, I had the right answer from the start. He knew the answer. All right, this is something I have to show you guys. Stupid shit off the internet. You know I love this. But this is scary stuff off the internet. This is a... Someone filmed this somewhere in America, probably Florida, because all the really weird stuff comes out of Florida. Just watch this quickly. I will explain, because there's no audio. It's just something you have to see that is truly terrifying. Okay, so here it is. It's an alligator. Oh, wow. It is opening the bars of a fence and going through, but it's using its arms like a human would use its arms and crawling through the fence. And it gets through. Wow. It's an alligator. It pushes its way 
through there. It actually moves the bars with its arms and then gets through this the, uh, fence, like a proper Ooh. metal fence with, yes. you know, solid iron bars. Wow. That's a strong crocodile or alligator. It's, a, it's definitely an alligator, so it was in America. Um, not, not something I want to see. I mean, I'm already not a big fan of lizards, right? And especially big ones like crocodiles. Sorry, can I just go back to a message quickly here from Color? Sure, go on. <sighs> ben, see. my wife says you're shit at listening to instructions. Don't answer on WhatsApp. You send your details and code and they call you. Yeah, no shit, Carly. You know, I think I did that. And when did I say I was WhatsApping the show? You, I follow the directions, right? I said SMS secret. See, you are the problem as well, Carla. And now you make out like I did the wrong thing. No, I was completely right. Well, Sanella says, I want to point out that Gareth and 5FM Mornings show, the competitions were legit. I won twice in six months, about 12K the one time and 3K the other time. Gareth was an honorable radio man. Well, there we go. That's why you're still listening to us. You're hoping for some more cash. Yes, uh, you've no. been dreadful the last He's hoping for more cash. Nine years. <laughs> I'm not sending you any more cash. Every time you listen, it's going, cool, they got another competition. But it's amazing like how they have to, um, because the, obviously someone's paying for the, the competition, right? There's like <laughs> I'll, ta- I'll tell you who, outsurance, because I message the uh, show every day and I got a oh. message back saying, do you want a free quote? It's like, Drowning I'm really with you guys. Drowning and sculpt. Sculpt. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm terrified of that uh, alligator. I needed other true. people to share my pain. Now here's another thing you have to share my pain on. Mm, right here's an it. influencer. We were talking about influencers earlier. Take a look at this one and read them and weep. Okay, you ready? What do you know? That you're a musician. So that's why I'm interviewing you today, so I can get to know you. So I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. What the fuck that mean? Make magic or something? What is musician? I think that's. I think you're confusing that. Yeah, I'm not no musician. I, I make music. I make I, music. And that's not all I do. I make music. I act. I'm a TV star, too. A young mom. Uh-huh. I, just really quick. I think you're confusing. I'm not confusing nothing because I, you, you don't know. I, you thought that all I was was a magician or whatever the fuck you said. See, that's what I think you think I said. No, I said musician, I not what, magician. I don't think, baby. But I don't think. What I, is that? That's ghetto. I don't think. I know. So you, you think... I didn't say magician, Suki. I said musician. And I think you are a musician. No, baby. I do music. So you, just really, just really quick, for the record, could you say you don't think you're a musician? I'm not none of that. But then after that, you just said, I do music. Yeah, I do music. So, in other oh words, God. you're a musician. Oh. No, I'm not. Okay. Would you, would you? All right. Uh, I, I, this is just it almost, it, it hurts me. Yeah, Physically it, hurts me to watch someone that's stupid. Do you think they're putting it on? Oh no, she she's she's worse. Like she's okay. an actual person. Yes, and uh, she's a musician. She, she keeps thinking well, musician not, is a magician. Well, clearly she's not a musician, um, according to her. But there was an. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know what it is. No, she's just a. What is that? No, I make music with her long ass nails. Oh, she's just so, so much. Make how did that person make any money? How did that? How did? Can we just pray for her because? <laughs> Who is she? She's this lady, I don't know her name, but I've seen other videos of her that have gone viral, right? And she seems like she was on one of these reality shows on on, on America. And she gained popularity by being very outspoken about the fact that she loves going to Dubai and she likes getting the golden showers and she just is into all of that. Like she's proud. Yeah, like she's proud of it. Oh, her name is Hasuki Hana. Yeah, and like people were just like, Girl, bad. Like, and she was just talking about it freely, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, that's my life, and that's how I make this right, money." Well, 
And now we see her. She's well, clearly not a musician because she is a rapper and reality star, as uh, Simpiwe says. And she went on the dry humor uh, roast or something. This is this. Uh, we don't this need women like her in society. Anyway, Please pray for her. Uh, taken aback, she assured the host that she was not a musician, and began a back and forth, which has now gone viral. Mm. You're a musician. That's why I'm interviewing you today to get to know you. She said, "What the fuck, that me? Make magic or something?" <laughs> Right, I'm not confusing nothing because y'all thought I, you said I was a magician or whatever the fuck you said. That's what she says. Anyway, uh, she's got a song called Eating, which is not surprising. Uh, I say who I am, and that's a mogul, she said, after a repost of the clip. So she's trying to explain what happened here. She said um, she actually didn't know the, what the word was. So she thought that this woman was taking the piss out of her. It's just no. We just don't need women like her in society. Can we please just keep her banned? Just pe- like anybody. We, really we just don't, don't need to give them general. a spotlight. In but society. why are average people like this able to become important? So that we're talking about her. The this same morning. reason that politicians have jobs because they want to. Nah, she just scared us. She just does just open about her business, and Guys, now we're all traumatized. It's like you, Gareth, no, making no. reaction videos. If you I got to do that, right? Then you become I famous. Make reaction videos, then finally I can. Yes, because <laughs> you want. But you don't want to. Therefore, you won't become famous like that. All right. Well, I've got someone here who actually has achieved things, and I thought it'd be interesting to meet one of the fastest people in the world. Yeah. You interested, Ben? Great title. You ready, Simpiwe? You want to meet someone? Yes. Okay, here he is, but he's gone. He's he's gone. Wait, oh. no, he's back. No, he's gone. No, wait, he's gone. No, he's so fast. Shit, we can't catch him. Our, our frame rate is too slow on the cameras. <laughs> All right, so Tian Welpton's here. He's a professional sprinter. He's actually based in New Zealand, but he's in South Africa. He grew up in South Africa, and he started at the age of 10 when you were playing with mud and shit like oh, I probably was. stones you know stones. exactly <laughs> me too and he was running uh, he's one of the fastest people in the world I mean what you're in the top 50 now at least yep. yeah that's correct maybe top even 50. what top 40 top 30 yeah, so how far do we go down here previous world champs 2023 came 37th 37th fastest man in the world that's really quite something yeah so, so he could make it out of Ellis Park well exactly wow. just yeah. Yeah, as long as as long as I don't have to run too far <laughs> But that's uh, that. I just so I thought this was very cool. Um, I actually, I, I got into a conversation with you the other day, and I thought this is such a discipline. It's such a, like a focused thing, and you have to you have to dedicate your entire life to this because you have one outcome, and that is to be fast. And it means you have to eat, you have to train, you have to sleep, you have to uh, have the the coach, you have to have the environment, you have to have the money, you have to have the sponsors. But everything's focused on you being fast. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's it's quite a weird thing. I've explained it to a lot of people like this. You know, we trained for for ten years to finally get to the Olympics, and then it's all over in ten seconds. So it's, uh, it's, it's incredible. Quite an job, yeah, yeah, it it really is. But I was, high stakes game. It, it it is, and that's what I was saying because we had this conversation last week around people getting Olympic tattoos, and I was yeah. saying that it's basically stolen valor if you're a golfer and you're rock captain, you get this because <laughs> what you just described there proves my point. Right, yeah. it's all of this to try get into that for. You know, it's actually the way I look at it. It's not even so much ten seconds of your life. It is that point zero zero whatever the, the gun fires because that's what you need to react. Once yeah. you're going propelling, your training and instinct just kicks in. But you, you do, basically yeah. shoot yourself for when that gun goes because all your training, if you miss that, as in you start a little bit too late, you're done. You start so, a little bit yeah. too early, you're done. 
How does that work? Because I, I don't even, I hadn't thought of that. But mm. that's obviously your, like that's the advantage or the disadvantage that nobody really recognizes. It's like, how do you train yeah. yourself to know exactly when, what do you look at? Because you can't look at the gun, otherwise you're going to miss mm. something too. So, so one of the things I what like do do? to do uh, when I'm doing starts, we do quite a lot of start practice, first of all. So when, when we're training, we do a lot of starts. Just Again, to used to Ellis that. Park could be helpful <laughs> here with all the guns, you know? Yeah, no, it could be, it could be great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we, we do a lot of start practice. And, and my thing that I always kind of like to do and I always tell people I do is instead of sitting there because you, you have to be up and ready in the set position waiting for the gun, I try not to wait for the noise. I try just to focus on looking at one spot on the floor, not thinking too much. And then it almost catches you by surprise. And I'm sure you've heard that a reflex is always quicker than a reaction. Yeah. So if you don't think about it and you don't wait for it and it just catches you by surprise like a real gunshot would, then you're normally out of the blocks a bit quicker. So that tends to be what I try to do. But now what's the sign of guns basically what took you to New Zealand in the first place? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's that it's that among other things. Okay. Um, but uh, I have to say, you know, it's it's New Zealand's an amazing country. It's a beautiful country and, and I do love it there. But I do really miss the culture and especially the weather of South Africa. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's terrible. But you're back here to visit for, a, and you come back often enough. You've got family and friends here and all yeah. the rest of it. So, I mean, it's 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 great that you can be on their national team. Are yes, the New yeah. Zealanders nice to you, though? Most of the time, yes, most oh. of the time. So, so New Zealand's got some funny policies and selection standards and things. And apparently but, uh, hideously ugly women. You don't have to, <laughs> just, just wink if it's true. <laughs> uh, no comment. Just, just, <laughs> just, just laugh nervously. Just laugh nervously if you agree. I think, yeah. I think I'm probably biased because I'm, I'm come, come from South Africa and I think we have notoriously beautiful women here. Yeah. But um, Well, I got into yeah. a conversation last Saturday. You know Roxy and, and her boyfriend Sam Barton. Sam's from New Zealand, right? Mm. So he and I got into this conversation. And I said to my best friend from high school, went to go and live in New Zealand and studied in South Island, Dunedin, Ooh. for a little while, which is really where, I mean, he just said there's just not one, like, even moderately attractive woman in the whole of Dunedin. Especially <laughs> on the South. Yeah, I know. She, he said yeah. it's, I mean, he eventually ended up having to uh, find a girlfriend in Canada, which is miles yeah. away across the Pacific. Mm. So desperate was he, but it's literally the other side of the world. I got into this conversation with Sam. He said to me, "It's totally true." He said, "I love my," he said, "I'll love my mum. I'll love her. She's fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> I love my mum, but all the other women are hideous." <laughs> so that's just exactly yeah, that's, that's the thing. But hideous women make make good mums, though. Yeah, well, yes, it's just that's true. Suggest that because yeah. that's all they focus on. <laughs> All right, so let's leave the uh, the New Zealand women alone for a second. Let's get back to the running. Now that we brush fast culture, yeah, let's get back right, to exactly. So your goal is to become the fastest New Zealander ever by going under ten point zero eight seconds. That's correct. Yeah, that's the the current standing New Zealand hundred meter record. And, and guess how close he is to that, Simpiwe? You probably like what eleven point something. No, point, point zero six seconds is all he has to beat. Now it sounds like nothing. It's that's that. Yeah. Less than a blink. That, yeah, in that game, like 11s, like if you're 11, they'll laugh you off right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not allowed in. You're not even in the top 1,000. I mean, if, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, so, so to put it into context, the, the best time I have run, legal time, is 10.14. I've run a windy 10.09, so that means that the wind from behind was too strong, so it, it didn't count uh, legally. But you're yeah, joking. So they actually measure the wind, and if it's too strong. Yeah, that's a thing. I mean, in a sport where zero point something of a second makes all the difference, all yeah. these factors get thrown into it. I mean, I mean, if you ask me, the, the wind has a huge impact and, and they allow up until anything um, under two meters a second. 
But the difference between running with no wind and two meters a second from behind is huge. You'd want to get a good tailwind. You know, anything between 1.5 and 2 is a huge advantage for sure. Now, how much does weight have to do with this? Because if you are a kilogram heavier, let's say you had a nice hearty breakfast that morning, <laughs> that's not going to help you. That'll hinder you. But you also yes, don't want to yeah. be, you don't want to have no energy. So how does that even work? It's, it's a bit of a balance. Um, obviously, we try to keep our skin folds and our fat percentage quite low. But you also don't want to be cutting too much or losing too much water weight like the UFC guys because then you lose a bit of your power as well. And we can't do something like cut out carbs completely, which is a great diet for a normal person. And you will lose weight cutting out carbs, just eating meat. That's what my dad does and it works perfectly well for him. But for me, I need those carbs because I need that energy. Yeah. Um, especially for training. You but know. also you're tall. Yes. And, and you're does that help as well? Like your height? Yes. You know? yeah. No, uh, it definitely does. I'd be lying if I said it's not a huge advantage. Uh, the way I like to explain it to people is if you think of the way my legs move as a circle, being tall is like having a bigger gear on a bicycle. So mm -hmm. if you have a smaller gear, you can pedal as fast as you want. The guy with the bigger gear, as long as he's moving along nicely. Yeah, short short oaks. And obviously, you yeah, know. But I mean, at the same time, if you look at like Maurice Green, Johan yeah. Blake, if you look through the years like that, there's been shorter guys who are just built like they just looked like battleships. Yes. And then yeah. Usain Bolt was like the anomaly because he was he six was. foot five. Yeah. And, if, and still, I mean, there'll be no one like him. No. But it's such an interesting thing because it's such an explosive so yeah, your stride and your big gears and that kind of stuff. But if you literally are just a bundle of fast twitch, and that's another thing because that's why like the best yeah. guys are black, right? Higher fast twitch muscle percentages. True. Yeah. So you're up against it actually. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, but if you ask me, I think for someone to break Bolt's record, it's going to have to be a similar similar type of freak. It'll have to be some six foot seven, Completely. six foot six dude. Yeah. Uh, I don't see a short guy breaking that record. If you if you're short. You can people quick, really just yeah. get there. They just their lives are just shit from the start. <laughs> yeah. right? It's not great. Yeah, it's, no, it's horrible. No, horrible but, to be but, short. But that's that's the thing. And, you know, like I, <laughs> as I've, a guy, especially Simpiwe, because also girls don't take a short guy serious. <laughs> no, they don't. Wow, <laughs> zero hesitation on the answer that one. No, she, oh, no, I'm, took her, took I'm her a, a short girl. I know my real life. I always want something taller. Uh, <laughs> but, but like, it, it really is something to appreciate over the years because you're uh, sorry. Um, Usain Bolt was great in so many ways mm -hmm. and he was so lovable in so many ways. He did so much for the Olympics and that kind of stuff. But to understand, like his records are going to go for so long now. Mm -hmm. And the reason I bring this up is because now they're talking about the enhanced games because now oh, they, yeah, want that's interesting. Interesting. they want to have a different take on performance. And this yeah. is a very long conversation. Gareth, this is actually a very long podcast by itself here. But I think the fact that the enhanced games are now going to actually give reference to just how great Bolt's time is because their mm -hmm. whole thing is that there's a guy... Um, he's like, I know that I can beat Usain Bolt's time. It's like, okay, yeah, that's that's marketing. That's not true. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the videos, and that was my first thought. I could talk for hours about the enhanced games because yep. I also find it incredibly interesting, and and I've also had a bit of a deep dive into what this sort is. Of what Peter Thiel's backing yeah. at yes. the moment. He, yes, I I just want to say uh, I, I like to claim things. I I said this years ago. You were in the room, Ben. I've said for years that like, get these these super. The guys who are on the way down, not the guys who are on the way up. Mm. Get the guys who've they've got nothing to lose. Pump them full of whatever kind <laughs> of enhancement stuff. You just they, if they have a heart attack while beating a human record. Yeah, but this <laughs> isn't like stooping up cool. a city golf in the Cape Flats, though. There's so much that needs to go on in your frame. Up a city golf. <laughs> it's not like that. No, it's like you need to find the guys on the app. You need to actually put tea on full of juice to even try get close to what that is because it's so. You need to have the mechanics. What if you big farmer? What if big farmer came to you and they said, 
hey, listen, <laughs> you know, we, uh, we see that you're, <laughs> you're fast. We yeah. see that you train hard, you're disciplined, you know what you're doing, you're on your way up. Uh, here, if we give you these injections every day, I mean, you might have uh, a heart attack you, <laughs> at the age of 30, yeah. you might no, be but dead, I, I just, but you could be the fastest human that ever, ever. lived. Yeah, it's, it's actually funny you mention that because the Enhanced Games have followed me on Instagram. Oh. And um, it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting oh. prospect what they're, what they're proposing to a lot of athletes. There's a swimmer in Australia that they've just signed to try and break the 50-meter freestyle world record. <laughs> and they've offered him a lot of money uh, to come out of retirement, I think he's been retired, what, one year, and now they're offering him something ridiculous, wow, like $1.5 million to try and break the record. But I, I, I don't yeah. think it's that really dirty backyard East Rand boxing no. gym kind of Excuse me, stuff. Excuse me, sir? What? You okay? Yes. Uh, what? Uh, I just what? You East said East Rand, now was getting, she started doing, she started with the fist. No, but I mean, it's not like jab this in your ass five days in a row and you'll be fast. It's like, I think that, Drugs, enhancements, and all these things well, are- science behind it. There's a lot of, there's, yeah. exactly. And it's good enough that I think the enhanced games could open a few doors. It's like a lot of the things, and this is where I'd like to get your take on it, is that what what would you need? Is it so much about the performance or is it about the recovery enhancement that you need mm -hmm. to actually become like this? Because everyone just thinks, get an extra five kilograms of muscle, become mm -hmm. aggressive, and then you're going to run fast. But no, what do you no. what do you think the mix is? No, it's a great question, and, and you're right. A lot of people think it's it's just going to make you faster, but what it actually does more than anything is help you to recover more. And if you can recover more, you can train harder. That's it. So it's 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 more of a recovery thing than anything else. Um, uh, this is what you know people that are on steroids and this sort of stuff. And and I had a long chat with this uh, with some of my athletic friends and stuff. We we spoke about this when we heard Peter Thiel was was back in the games, and we were trying to figure out is this going to be a good thing or a bad thing for us because there's possible things that could happen here is the one thing that could happen is it could take all the guys who are currently in the sport and dirty, which is probably about half of them, to be honest, yeah. and take them out of the sport because there's more money at this other option and they can do it freely and safer, right. safely. Or it's just going to mean that more people are going to start doping in our sport. And if they get caught and they get their two-year ban, they're going to say, all right, see, I'm off to the enhanced games. So it could have one it's of got, two it's big It's got impacts. a little bit of a yeah. perverse incentive to it, right? Yeah. So, okay, you mentioned recovery, and I think this is such a big deal because people often think, well, you and, and guys like you who are at the top of your game and fast and disciplined and all of those things, and in peak condition, that that must be an amazing thing. But you have to keep it there, and mm. the wear and tear is hectic. I mean, like your yes, knees, yeah. your ankles, your, 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 pretty much your, your whole skeletal system You've got a major uh, maintenance thing to take yes, care of there, yeah. right? And especially the 100 meters is, is probably the worst event for wear and tear on the body in terms of that. Why, it's, why it's, is that? Because it's a literal max effort. You're, you're pushing your nervous system, your muscles, everything to the max. So you have to think about the fact that your leg muscles are trying to contract and or eccentrically contract and retract on and off the whole time very quickly, probably four times a second at a maximum effort. So it's like... You go into the gym and you want to do a max rep deadlift, right? But you have to do that hundreds of times in 10 seconds. So it's, How, how it's, long does it's it take tough. you to come down from that after a race? Quite tough. Uh, and I explain this to people. And a lot of the, the longer distance runners don't quite understand this because they, they obviously run at sub-maximal pace for a longer time. And then they think it's harder because they've been running further. But because we push ourselves so Doesn't much matter. to the No limit. one watches the 800 meters. No one. <laughs> Unpopular opinion, but yeah, I, I tend to agree. But um, no, because we run at such a such high up to the limit, 
Uh, you can be fried. Your, your whole nervous system can be fried for a couple of days. So what do you do after that? After a race, when, a you, rest, yeah. when you've crossed that finish line, what do you do? Do you lie down immediately? <laughs> so you try not to lie down immediately because that, that tends to look bad on camera. But uh, <laughs> as soon as you get back to your chariot table, get some water, get some hydration and take the rest of the day off, maybe even the next day. I mean, you look at someone wow. like Usain Bolt, uh, if you watch his documentary, and in fact, a lot of the, the great sprinters will talk about when they've run their personal bests, and you know that's when you're doing something your body's never done before, pushing it to a new limit. They tend to be fried for about a week. They'll take a week off afterwards. Yeah, that's and, crazy. and the way I describe it to people is you almost feel hung over the next day because your nervous system is just completely toast. I would love to stay, but I've got to go, unfortunately, guys. Yeah, all right, Ben. Ben's got to run. It's been nice to meet you. Don't worry. Uh, by the time you get to wherever you're going, uh, Tian will already have been there for 15 minutes. And he's staying with us, so that just shows you. Now, I'm, I'm just amazed, and I'm sure you are too, Simpiru, at, mm. at the level of effort and dedication that this takes. Yes. I mean, mm. to me, the... The, 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 the food and the training and all of that stuff, you kind of expect that. But I didn't think of what Ben just brought up about the starting gun mm. and the fact that there's actually a, there's stuff going on in your nervous system too. Mm. Uh, what's the best part and the worst part of doing what you do? So the best part is I love it. You know, it's my passion. You it's do what love I love it. to do. Uh, I love everything that comes along with it. For me, I love the fact that I'm now good enough to a point where I can actually travel and see the world. You know, I've competed all over the world from Japan to Budapest to Europe, um, all over and all these amazing places and amazing people that I've managed to meet uh, is all thanks to the sport. Mm -hmm. so, so for that, I'm very grateful and I'm very thankful that I'm, I'm able to basically almost call it a career <laughs> um, and I'm able to do what I love. Uh, but what's hard about it is, you know, the pressure. Um, it comes with a lot of pressure. We're obviously chasing these qualifications and chasing these times and things. And when it gets to the point where it is at for me now, where you're in the top 50 in the world, uh, it, it's, it's, it's make or break, you know, it's tough. And when things don't go right, let's say you pull a hammy in training yeah. and you're out for three weeks when athletics is your whole life and, and you can't then train for three weeks, you kind of sit there and go, what do I do now? You know, it's like, it's like your life's almost over for a bit because you, you don't have many hobbies. You obviously don't have a lot going well, on Well, you socially. don't have time for anything else. You don't have a lot of time for anything else. That's so, right. Yeah. So this is also, I think, fascinating, Sipiwe, is that like, this guy can't, he can't go out and, drink with his friends on a weekend. Yeah, like That'll set him back six months. Yeah, no, it, it's tough. And it, 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 the way I like to describe it is it, it's an obsession, really, more than anything else. <laughs> to, to want to get to that top, top level, you have to be obsessed. You can't get there purely on talent. There needs to be a sort of aspect of, I'm going to, you know, single dedicate my life to this. Yes, absolutely. And do you get people who have said to you, listen, uh, you're impossible to be around because you're no fun and you're boring and... Sure, yeah. Uh, luckily, most of my friends tend to be from the sporting scene. So these are the people I mix with. But normal, regular people, I have had, you know, sometimes had trouble getting along with them because they just don't understand why you'd want to do something like this. Especially athletics, you know, it's not like rugby where it comes with a lot of fame and a lot of money. It's a more niche sport. So we don't. By the way, have they asked you to play rugby? V Rose wants to know in the comments. Have they asked you to play rugby? For Absolutely, them? yeah. The, they the have. New, the New Zealand you're fast, yeah. and that will be helpful in the in the uh, no, like a have, wing, no. for example. If you, if you Google my name, I'm pretty sure the first article that pops up, funny enough, is a, is a one about the New Zealand sevens team that were chasing me for a while. Um, so they have asked me to play rugby, and it's something that you know I'm, I'm every now and then catching myself considering because track and field just is so tough to stay in. But if you hurt um, yourself in rugby, yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. But the injuries uh, there are horrific. I like to think maybe once I've done what I wanted to do in the scene, I've run the times I've wanted to run, and I've, I've you know been to the Olympics, done all that sort of stuff. Maybe I can come back to rugby. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up playing. How old are you now? Twenty three. 
okay. So yeah. you still okay. got time. Oh, yeah. heaps of time. I went to Paul mm. Ruiz. I grew up playing rugby, so it's, it's right. definitely close to my heart. My dad was a very good rugby player in his time. Mm. So I definitely think that the ball skills and things are there. And obviously the speed's a big help. And, and not to mention, you know, being six sure. foot five and a big guy too, that there's definitely a, a, a huge attraction, I think, for, for rugby teams. In that so what, what, is the, what is the next big uh, meet that you, you're going to? What's the next? So, big, big funny win? enough, I'm, I'm actually running tomorrow. Um, ah, you yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm here, of course. It's a waste of your time. You could be training. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> no, we don't train much the, the day before. We try to just All take right. it easy to, to get ready. Good. So this okay. is perfect. But, uh, don't yeah. slip on your way out already. No, I won't. Please I'll don't. Try and save, <laughs> God, pressure's on us now. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, we're in big shit if anything happens to him now. <laughs> so what liable. is this? What is this uh, race tomorrow? Uh, this is just a little local meet. It's in Germiston, funny enough. So it's in Johannesburg, actually. Uh, it's called the oh, CGA the East Rand. Oh. There we go. Simply where you so, the East so that's Rand exciting. Okay, yeah. and, and what are we looking to do in this one? So I ran last weekend an opener, which uh, I ran a decent time, ten two six. I was pretty happy with that as a, as a first race of the season. You know, dusting off the cobwebs and, and getting mm-hmm. back into it. I'd also just come off of a hammy niggle, so to know now that the hammy's one hundred percent and everything's good, I'm really looking to fire tomorrow. Uh, the goal for me is to at least run a 10-1 something. I'd, mm. I'd be very happy to run a 10-1 something and then and then build on that from there. I'm feeling good. Training's been going well. If the mm. conditions are good, you know, good weather, nice and hot, plus we get a good wind what from What time behind. do you run? I'm going to say I, I want there to be a one in the time. 10-1 something No, no, no. I least. mean, what time of day? Oh, what time of day? We run around 2 o'clock, I think. In the afternoon? Yes. So yeah. tell me what happens before 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Before 2 o'clock. What time well, do you wake up? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> I'll talk you through it. I'll talk yeah. you through it. I mean, this is a whole process. So obviously sleep, very, very important. So I'll go to bed quite early and then, and then probably wake up around 8 or 8.30 as, as late as I can sleep in. I'll try and sleep in as late as I can. Uh, running at 2 is a bit tricky because it means you can't have lunch because you don't want to eat too close to your competition. Uh, so I'll probably have a little nibble in the morning and then a late breakfast. What is breakfast. a little nibble? Maybe like a banana, some yogurt and some berries, oh God, that okay. sort of stuff. And then you'll have a light breakfast when? Light breakfast, probably around three hours before. Um, sure. Try and get some carbs in, try and get ready, make sure I'm properly hydrated, have my water, have my electrolytes. Uh, and then we'll head down to the track. I'll try to be at the track about two, maybe one and a half hours before my race, just to make sure I can figure out where everything is. It's not a track I've been to before. So I just need to familiarize myself, uh, see what the setup is. I need to get my numbers, etc. So... Better to be be um, early than to be, you know. But when you it, so. arrive in Germiston, I mean, I think probably this is the most exciting thing to happen in Germiston for like a hundred years. <laughs> I mean, really, simply where let's not be. I'm not going to be nasty to the East Rand because I know you'll climb over the table and hit me. That's how people <laughs> in the East Rand are. But when you go to the, today, you're going to arrive there. You're going to be like a, this is a this is like if Beyonce uh, arrives to you know play a town in the Free State, mm. right? To some degree, yes, but to, to some degree, that's that's quite a bit of a fun aspect to it for me. Yeah, because um, you're arriving in there, all these other yeah. spr- You're going to win, but now it's by how much? Yes. No, I, I, and I ran last week in, in on Pilditch in Pretoria. In Pretoria, right. And rocking up to the stadium, obviously everyone can tell that I'm Afrikaans. And did people pitch up just to see you? No. Uh, friends and family, yes, but people don't actually know who I am. And for me, that's kind of a fun aspect, being a little bit of a dark horse. Because ah, people okay. think, oh, he's yeah. a South African. He must they see have your name, they go, he's South time. African, and then they, they don't know they where don't the hell realize. you've come from. No. <laughs> just like if they're running with you, they don't know where so, the hell you've come from. Yeah. Suddenly you've passed them. Yes, no, That's no. Fun. So it's, it, it was quite fun um, rocking That's up cool, and everyone man. being like, "Who the who the heck is this guy? Yeah. Where's he come from?" But for like <laughs> these smaller races, do mm. you give it like your all, or is it like just a? Ah, let me just yeah. see. I'm running on eighty percent today, and then yeah. Hey. 
No, absolutely. We, we, I have to give it my all. So, so you never know what the conditions are going to bring until you're in the race. So it would be a shame to, to not run at 100% and then it, you know you run a quick time because it turns out you got a good win from behind and then you didn't make optimal use of that. So try and give it 100% every Moonchild time. wants to know, are your legs insured? <laughs> um, not quite. I, I have a friend back home uh, who runs an insurance company and they've, they've uh, we've sort of joked about it, Gerard's Insurance, they've joked about insuring my legs, but uh, not not yet, no. So if I, if I pick up an injury, that's on me. I've got to fix it myself. Sure. <laughs> well, it's that 10 seconds of your day and, and mm-hmm. there are a couple of funny comments here about what do you do with the other 86,390 <laughs> seconds in the day? Lie down, but, relax. <laughs> but I mean, it's uh, it's it's good. So so Carl says in New Zealand, it's great because the, the rest of the day is for sheep farming and, mm. uh, you know, marathon runners are fucking around most of the time for hours at a time, but you yeah. get... You get yours done quick. Oh, I'm, I'm in and out, and then I've got plenty of time, and none of the sheep can outrun me, so I'll, I'll catch all of them, that's for sure. Uh, do, you, do you ever, um, I mean, you've obviously got sponsors and people who are interested in like having you as a commercial ambassador and mm. all that kind of thing, because fast people are among yes. the coolest people. Yeah. Everybody's always trying to be strongest, fastest, richest, cleverest, whatever it is, mm. but fastest is a damn good mm. one. It is It is a good one, and that that's a bit of a yes and a no. Um, in New Zealand, obviously, it's also quite a bit more of a niche sport than it is over here. I mean, here, Pilditch last weekend, for example, the 100 meters had 11 heats. There's a lot of people that are interested in athletics here. New Zealand's a small country. Rugby and cricket and hockey get most of the attention. So hmm. not so much in the athletics. I think the majority of the country probably don't actually know that I'm the fastest man in the country. Uh, and that's just, unfortunately, the reality of it, just not being a big sport over there. Uh, but it's still, I mean, there's, there are going to be international sponsors who are yes, interested. Yeah. So what, what kind of sponsors do you have? So I'm very thankful to be with New Balance, who I've been with now nice. for, for about a year. And yeah. um, they take good care of me good in terms brand. of kit, clothing, and, and, and incentives and things. Uh, it's not a massive contract, but it's a good starter contract for someone like me who's just getting into the international scene. Mm-hmm. And it's one that I'm hoping to carry on building up you know, as you carry on being loyal to a brand and running quicker and quicker. How times, long did your poor better. parents have to finance this? Because that, I mean, yes. it's expensive, yeah. right? I mean, everybody thinks, well, athletics, you just have to buy the shoes. Yes. But it isn't like, it's you have not, to travel yeah. everywhere, the training, the coaches, the yeah. the meals, the, the, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that you have to oh, think yeah. about that doesn't fall into the no, normal it's, scope it's, of people. It's, it's, a, it's quite an expensive sport, funny enough, because you have to factor in international travel, which is very expensive. Yeah. And obviously all your recovery efforts, food, Going to a sauna, ice bath, that sort of stuff. You do coaching the ice fees. baths and saunas and yes, things. Yes, yeah. Coaching How important fees, is that stuff. stuff? Quite important. Um, like I was talking to, it was a Ben, ben earlier. Yeah. Is trying to explain that recovery is is almost just as important as training. He does he does the ice bath? So mm. yeah, I do He's a cold shower that. every morning. Yeah, Ooh, really, it's, it's, you guys would be best friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get on very well. <laughs> so with no, that. no, it's uh, and I have to give a huge, massive shout out to my parents because if it wasn't for them, I just simply wouldn't be where I am now because they did fund me for the, the majority of my career getting to where I am now. Thankfully, I'm, I'm now at a stage where I can kind of do it myself and I have a couple sponsors here and there, not as many as I'd like, unfortunately, but it's getting there. Uh, but to get there, I was basically on my own and that was my parents helping me, you know, dad driving me to the track. Sure, uh, doing that's what I'm that saying, give them so credit. Huge credit to my parents, absolutely, um, yeah. Is it almost like a Superman, Clark Kent type of thing? Can you have a normal day-to-day job and then this is what you do when your Superman outfit's on? You can up until a point. When you're at the, the sort of 
level I am now, that becomes incredibly tough. I'll talk you yeah, through you an example. You can't go and sell insurance during the day. And no. So sit at a desk and then suddenly start running. To give you an example of what a, a normal day of training <laughs> and, and recovery would look like for me, uh-huh. I usually get up around seven, uh, do my breakfast, do a bit of stretching. First session's from around nine to 12. That's normally a track session in the morning. Then I go home, cool down, have my lunch, fuel for my next session, which starts at three and runs till about 5.30. And then after that, I'm home again. And then, you know, I'm doing my recovery stuff, uh, which can be anywhere from one to two hours worth of stuff. Uh, and then it's basically dinner and then it's good night because you want to be in bed by around nine o'clock to do it all again the next day. So it becomes like a full-time job. Are you ever going to find a wife with that schedule? <laughs> right? I mean, I some people, know. would you be able to put up with that shit? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's, it's a lot. It's yeah. like, mm. I, I'll never get to see you. But is it, I mean, yeah. having a relationship's impossible. It, it It is possible. What most of the top athletes tend to do is have relationships with other, other athletes. top athletes. Yes. Uh, oh, is this why like at the Olympics, there's a lot of a like- A lot of couples. Uh, mm, yeah, a lot of couples. They complain. And that's why, because because otherwise you wouldn't see each other. And there's also the, obviously the aspect of if it's someone from with outside of the sport or outside of all sports, mm. there's just a big chance they wouldn't understand why you do what you do, why mm. you spend so much time with it, why you're always away, why you're so obsessed with it. And so- what you'll find is, is quite often top athletes will be with other top athletes, be it with it from the same sport or not. Um, so it's tough. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely tough. And, and New Zealand's a small country, so I've, I've not found anything that side no. yet. Well, but, don't uh, worry. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're sure holding thumbs for you. <laughs> no, I think this is just an amazing thing. We, we, try, we try to talk to people who are very, very good at uh, one or a number of things. Mm. But it, mm. it strikes me that there are so few people who can actually dedicate and how many years of your life would you say this has been your obsession so i've been doing track and field running jumping all that sort of stuff probably s- 10. started when i was 10 yeah so 13 years of your life solidly years. but i wouldn't say it's solidly dedicated and I, i'm a big advocate for this if you if anyone listening out there has children that are talented and getting into sport and stuff let them try everything don't right. specialize too early i think it's good to enjoy yourself try all the sports you want have fun I really only started taking it super seriously around age 19, which is quite late. Most of the guys tend to start taking it seriously at 16. But you're still very young, 400 meters, right? I mean, yes. your, your best years are probably still ahead of you. If, oh, you, can, sure. if you can maintain yeah. the, 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 the form sure. and, and the, mm. the kind of mm. schedule that you have now. Yeah, and this is another common misconception. When is the yeah. peak? People tend to think that you peak around 23, which is where I am now, or earlier, 21 even. But mm-hmm. If you go and look at most of the top guys, the top 20, for example, in the 100 meters, most of those guys are in their late 20s. Uh, you know, world champions from the previous years have been 28, 30. I mean, Justin Gatlin was 37 when he stopped right. running. So it's a sport you can do it's for quite a quite big a window, actually. Yes, yeah. Granted, he was on, on so a where, bit of juice, where, so, so maybe yeah, that helps. Sure, but, but where, where did the injuries come from? Injuries come from, um, more often than not, overtraining, but also just trying to push your body to that limit where you're you're really riding the line of what your body's capable of. You'll quite often find that the guys will pick up injuries when they're in their best form, actually. It's not when you're in, in bad form and things are struggling. It's when you're in really tip-top shape that you tend to pull a hammy. And hammies tend to be the thing that go on sprinters. So it happens. It's happened to – you can ask any professional sprinter. I, I can guarantee they'll have pulled their hammy at least two or three times. It's a, it's a very common How thing. long does it take to get back after that's happened? So it depends how bad you've done it. If it's a full tear, it can, you can be out for a year. If it's just a strain, maybe a month. So it's Jesus. important to just uh, stay focused and focus on rebuilding. And a lot of people tend to come out of them better than before because obviously adversity builds strength. But many people just give up when they get faced with these big battles. So, <laughs> Tell me about 
when I mean, there, there's so many things about the sport that I want to know about because it's just a hundred meters is the only one that I'm interested in. I yes. couldn't yes, care less yeah. about the other ones. I'm I mean, here. You can ask me anything. Yeah, so it's, fa- it's fast. And talk about it. It's, I mean, you have you've res- yeah. you spend your whole life looking at what other people do, how they start, what they're. If you go to the gym and you train too hard mm. and you put on too much muscle, that's going to count against you. Yes. But you also can't have too little muscle, otherwise you don't yes. power yourself fast yeah. enough. So no, the, the definitely what's is the, the what's the like uh, again the Goldilocks zone the sweet spot so that that'll be different for different athletes so for me I'm I'm quite a what they call a muscle driven sprinter I tend to rely a lot on raw explosive power to get me to where I need to go some other guys uh, in my training group for example it's a guy Gift who's run nine nine four brilliant very talented athlete he's on the other side of the spectrum he's what we call a fascia driven athlete so he's one of those guys that he's just incredibly bouncy. You barely hear you barely hear when he runs. It's just tick 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 tick. He's just floating along the ground. Me, it sounds like I'm stomping because I'm really having to put the power down to to get what ready to go. So I'm about 95 kilograms. Uh, for me, it's important to pick up a bit of muscle because it gives me a bit more momentum as well. But for the fascia-driven athletes, it's actually important to try and stay light because if they pick up muscle, they'll lose their natural gift, which is their bounce. That's amazing. Mm. So, that a, that's phenomenal, right? Sure. You yeah. wouldn't think any of this stuff. Yeah. And we just watch and then we cheer and then it's over in 10 yeah, seconds. And we just yeah. like laugh at the last guy there and be like, oh, look right. at you. Just like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. Uh, it's, sure. it's an incredibly deep and complex sport. Um, so are, are you looking to do this for another 10 years? Absolutely. If I right. can, if the body allows, if the finances allow, I sure. do this for as long as I can. Uh, I've always told my parents and my parents are very adamant that I get my degree first, which thankfully I have done now. What's the um, degree in? I got a degree in geosciences at the University of Canterbury. Yeah. Oh, geosciences. Do you think you'd ever go into that as a... Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's something that a field that quite interests me. New Zealand's a good place for it too. We've got yeah. lots of earthquakes and volcanoes and things outside. Uh, but uh, my degree's on the wall. It's framed. It's hanging there. So they'll but, leave you uh, alone now for a little bit. Yes, so you pursue I've this. told my parents, I've only got my body for so long right. capable to do this sort of stuff. My brain's not going anywhere. If anything, your brain only gets smarter as you Better. get older. Yeah. At least that's what my parents tell me. I hope so. So, <laughs> so yeah, I can always come back to, to do something like now, that. Now, Moonchild wants to know, do you think you could go into coaching when your sprinting career is over? Because that's a whole yeah. other area of specialization too, right? And the best... Yeah. Coaches aren't necessarily, but it does help if they've had the experience of being the athlete. Absolutely. It's something that I'd love to do. It's being that the sport is such a big part of my life and I'm so passionate about it. I'd love to give back in some sort of a way. And if I can coach, I'd love to. Even even if I'm not a head coach, I'm just helping people out, showing them things. It's something that I would genuinely love to do one day if I've got the free time. Oftentimes, though, you'll find that the best athletes don't always make the best coaches. Um, could be more a case of do what I do, not do, do what I say. Yeah, sure. But um, no, I'd, I'd certainly love to get into it. So, yeah. I mean, Carl makes a really interesting point here. Um, it's crazy that in boxing, a, a tiny weight difference would put you in a different category to mm. someone else. But in sprinting, everybody gets chucked into the same race. Yes. You mentioned yeah. the, the, you know, the difference between you and this other guy who, yeah. who you run against sometimes. Uh, it, it does. Do you think that there's a, a possibility? Because, I mean, now we've got all kinds of controversial things coming up. The, oh, for sure. You yeah. know, the, the, these games where you're going to be able to use all the enhancement uh, yeah. drugs. They're going to be the trance athletes where you've got yes, guys yeah. competing against women, yeah. and that's very controversial. And it would make sense that maybe along the way things get categorized even further to the point where you're yeah. only running against people of the similar frame 
to you. Yeah. So I don't think that's likely to happen and I'll tell you why. I, I just think because athletics being a bit more of a niche sport and already not having the most interest of it, I think if they further complicate it, then because it, it's already quite a complicated sport. I mean, most of the public will look at it and not quite understand what's a good time, what's mm -hmm. a good performance. Yeah, no, it's I not did. like rugby where you can cheer for a team <coughs> in Formula One where you can clearly see who's ahead and the right. best. Uh, so I think they'll go through quite a bit of effort to not further complicate it and, and, and divide it into these subcategories. And I think that's, that's part of the beauty of the sport as well is the fact that you can look at any given 100-meter heat and there'll be an incredibly diverse range of athletes, tall guys, short guys, white guys, black guys, bit of everything. And it's all thrown into one pot and mixed mm. together. So it's cool to, to see. It'd be like if Formula One just allowed the engineers to do whatever they wanted. And we could see, you know, who comes up with the best it car. Does, it does fascinate me that, for example, you said the, uh, the wind when mm. it's behind you mm. can give you like a couple of split seconds yes, advantage. Yeah. What other things do we not know about that uh, the, 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 the kit Mm. that you have to run in, uh, your hair on your head. Yes, yeah, a lot, a lot like, of people ask me this because they're like, surely if you shave your head, you can you go faster. get a bit of time out there. So so not so much from that. Um, what makes more of a difference uh, other than the wind would be the temperature, mm -hmm. because I'm not sure if you knew, but at warmer temperatures, your nerves can actually fire quicker. They conduct better. Huh. So you can move quicker in the heat. Plus there's nothing worse than for me, for example, being in New Zealand, getting to the track and it's eight degrees. Freezing. And it takes you long to warm up. Your muscles feel like they're creaking. Uh, you have to wear a jacket and that sort of stuff. Um, but the other big thing, uh, and this is actually such a big thing that there's certain rules in place about this, is altitude. And the reason being um, higher up there's less air resistance. Mm. So you can run a little bit quicker. It's not a huge difference. But but is breathing but, harder then? Yes and no. We don't really breathe much in 100 meters being that it's it's over so quick. I know some guys don't breathe at all. So um, What? Yeah. There's, there's, but it's there's, 10 seconds, Gareth. Yeah. But so, come on, I mean, Sapir, you, your, 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 your amount of exertion, yes. I would think you'd be going, you'd be hyperventilating, but you say some guys don't breathe at all in a hundred meters. Some guys sprint. don't breathe. It, it would be if you look at the guys in the gym, for example, when they lift a heavy weight and they just exhale all the way up, kind of like, mm. like it's, it's kind of like that. So they're not breathing in, they're just kind of blowing it all out and keeping the core nice and tense, everything nice and tucked. Sure. So some guys don't breathe at all. I'm not actually sure what I do. I haven't actually taken the time to think. I think I might sneak in a couple of breaths towards the end of the race, uh, but certainly for the first 60 meters where it's just raw exertion uh, and you're just trying to keep pushing, uh, I don't think so you what is So what is your time in kilometers per hour? If we had to figure out, like if I were driving a car at a speed mm. that you can run, what speed is that? So the best I've clocked is 42, just over 42 kilometers an hour. Jesus. I mean, I don't think I could make uh, uh, 10 and a half kilometers an hour. <laughs> don't, don't even look at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's amazing. So I think the, the fastest ever, um, Usain Bolt, I think he clocked 44.6. So, so 42s, it's getting there. It's, I'm That's pretty happy with really that. really fast. The way we work that out is by looking at your 10-meter split. So I've split 10 meters in 0 0.86 seconds. And if you take the average speed, turn it into kilometers an hour, that's, that's about 42, 42 Jesus, kilometers an hour. That's, so, that's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. And do you like get, do you look forward to like competing in other races? I know that I watch like the relays mm. um, and yeah, I don't know what happens there, but it's always nice to see like people yeah. just passing on that Banton. Yeah. <laughs> No, the, the relay is an amazing thing, and I, I have to agree, I love to watch it. 
Uh, unfortunately, as I've mentioned before, New Zealand being a small country, you don't have enough people to run with you. For, so for you guys can't enter yeah. a relay. We we could. Huh. Um, you could run twice. <laughs> I, could, I could yes. I could maybe you run two hundred rather than one hundred. <laughs> maybe we just need two guys. But no, we just we just don't have the the depth of, of sprinting that you guys have here. That's for amazing. Example. Yeah. Hmm. So. That's a shame, um, and it's tough, and, and, and it is what it is. Uh, obviously, Relay is probably the easiest way to get to big events like the Olympics. I mean, you have countries okay. like Poland and Denmark and all these countries going to Yeah, but the then Olympics you have to share Relay. the glory with four, uh, yeah, people, and with yeah. three and others. Think, like Ben was talking down. earlier about golfers going and getting the oh, Olympic tattoo. How dare they? We feel, a, we feel a little bit the same when Relay so, guys get them. All right, the, 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 the big question, because I can't believe uh, we're almost time out of time here. But mm. What? How many Olympics between now and when you think you want to call it quits? And which one are you aiming for as your your big crowning glory one? What sort of things are we looking to achieve there? So there's there's two Olympics probably that I'm looking at, and that's the one this year in August, and then there's another one in 2028, which I believe is in Los Angeles. So the goal for me is obviously to be an Olympian. I'd love to be an Olympian. Um, Hell yes! But there's it does come with. And some, what are your what are your realistic chances? Good. I think my chance of qualifying is very, very good. Uh, I see myself qualifying, but it's whether or not my country will actually send me is, is another thing. Uh, Wait, what? So you could qualify but not be sent? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. So New Zealand's How got a, work? a bit of strict standards when it comes to big competitions, majors, and that sort of stuff in oh. the sense that you can qualify and be good enough to get an invite from the Olympics – but by their secondary, more stricter standards, you might not meet those, and then they can choose. But you're already the you. fastest guy in New Zealand. Yes. That what else? Matter. What more do these assholes sure. want? What the, they, they tend to be. <laughs> I'll say it. You don't have no, to. No, no, but it's true. I, I think New Zealand tends to ride off the fact that they they're viewed as quite a uh, powerhouse when it comes to global sport, and so they tend to only really want to send people to big things who they know are going to do well, um, which well, is a you shame. Are. But yes, but in their eyes, doing well is placing in the top sixteen, for example. So they've got this top 16 blanket policy, which they throw across all sports, which makes no sense to me because obviously being top 16 netball teams is one thing. Being top 16 fastest men in the world is completely different. But I mean, one of the reasons that you're in New Zealand is so that yes. you can do what you do. Yes. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's unfortunately one of the, the, the cons of having moved there is there strict standards. Countries like Australia and a lot of countries in Europe don't do that. If you're good enough to go, they try and send you. And I think that's a better mindset. In my mind, you should be looking for reasons to send people, not reasons to exclude people. Um, so it's a shame it, it is the okay. way it is. Well, and it's glad we heard that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a big controversy know. at the moment. In New Zealand. Well, uh, there are a couple of comments here. All the best for your future. We will look out for you. Mm. And uh, all the best for the, the upcoming Olympics. It's this one and then obviously four years from now. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Where so is this year's Olympics? Paris. Oh yeah. wow, that'll yeah. be amazing! No, it's an it's an exciting journey, and, and I'm I'm loving it all the way, and Damn, I'll be dude, in South Africa cool. doing races for another while. So if anyone wants to follow along with my progress, well, I'll we give put a up your, your social yeah. media too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you can follow me on 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 social media. Instagram's probably the best. It's at the Speedy Boy, boy being spelled B O I. So the Speedy and then Boy underscore. Um, not underscore, just the no speedy underscore. boy. Yeah. Okay, and uh, then you can see what I'm up to day to day. I tend to post stories of training and a lot of behind the scenes stuff, uh, as well as a lot of the travel. If you want to see what New Zealand looks like, I post a lot sure. of stuff about that there. And if you want to see me run, that's a good place to do it. I've got that's quite excellent. a few videos over there. Well, you can go to Germiston today. Yes, yes tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, go to Germiston tomorrow and you can Superior, watch it live. It's down the road from you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You'll, you'll, it'll be over before you be, you'll arrive. Set By up the your, time I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> set up a picnic basket <laughs> and she'll be sitting there chilling with her friends. Yeah. And 
we're going to watch the race and then the race is over. It's over. It's unbelievable. All right, Tiana, I'm so glad we got to spend yeah. some time with no, you this morning. Anytime, guys. Well done on all the things you've already achieved and I, I'm just blown away by anyone who's as, yeah. as disciplined and obsessed about winning in a particular discipline as this is. No. And uh, congratulations to you. I think yeah. it's awesome. Thank you Thanks so Thanks for much. coming in to yeah. see us, man. No, I should be thanking you no. for the opportunity no, to, to come on here. Thank you so much. Awesome. It's been amazing. Very good. All right, everybody. That's all we got time for this morning. Have an excellent Friday. We will see you on Monday. Ciao. Cliffcentral.com.